start over. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode <laughs> of Intention is Everything. I am Karen Frazier, and with me, as always, is uh, my co-host, Cheryl Knight-Wilson. You know, I'm going to have to leave that, that me screwing up the beginning in so that people know why we're laughing at me at the start of <laughs> It's okay. It's okay, Karen. You get a pass because you have a slight cold. So we'll give you a pass. I am I am hopped up on cold meds, man. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Well, you know how when you fly, there's always, especially in the winter, there's always the person on the airplane with a really bad cold. She was sitting mm-hmm. next to me. And nice. yeah, she sat next to me from Laguna Beach or from Orange County, John Wayne Airport, all the way up to Portland. Um 10 days ago. So I am right on time. We might as well go ahead and welcome our guest, Michael Bodine, who is, who who was actually pre, uh, was written up in the magazine. Cheryl did an interview with you, a Q and a, and I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I was telling you off the air, but I'll tell you on the air as well. Um, you are just absolutely straight up who you are and you are, you're, you're not a woo psychic. And I like that about you. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. No, I, and I like woo psychics too for about five minutes and then I can, then I have to go. But, um, I, <laughs> I you know, I, I, I just kind of got, uh, like I was telling you, raised in this kind of thing. And, um, there were some people that were really, you know, everything had to be very a certain way. And, and, um, and if the butterfly runs, you will feel free. You know, they talk like that. And I just wasn't one of those guys. I just, I, cause I was very hyper and, and I didn't have any patience with things. And, yeah. um, and, and I just, you know, whatever I got was whatever I got. I, 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 I couldn't always understand what I was getting. And sometimes it didn't make sense to me. So rather than try to figure it out, I just told the person <laughs> whatever it was. I love that. Out that way. Yeah. yeah. Well, and whoops, um, I just knocked my, my, my pop filter. I guess I'll be making poppy peas. <laughs> poppy peas. You know, popping peas, like your pop filter keeps you from popping over your microphone. Mine just fell on the floor. Oh no. Okay. Um, oh. It's fine. I, you know what? It's all good. The cold medicine is good stuff, apparently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, keep you going. Yeah, I, I got, I, I had the flu too, but I didn't have the cold kind of thing. I just had that, you know, where you thought you were gonna die kind of thing. You get chills and then you just, you know, hallucinate and you see things and you get depressed and then you're okay. Well, how? So my question is, how do you know that you're hallucinating and not having psychic visions? That's so true. I, that is very true. Because in my little life, I do a lot of ghost busting, you know, a lot of, um, I deal with a lot of ghosts. And, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes they wake me up in the middle of the night, they want to chat about stuff, or they want to, um, they want to go over the day's events, you know, and I, I'm not in the mood, you know, it's like, hey, I'm off, you know, I got my third eye shut, just shut up, go away. I don't don't want to talk to anybody, but they don't care. They have no boundaries, so they, uh, so I, you know, I see them a lot. <laughs> I see them way more than I should, but um, I'm used to it. You know, I, I'm just used to it. So it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But, um, it's still unnerving. It's still unnerving to like you get up to go to the bathroom and you, you turn a corner and there's some bad guy staring at you in the face. Like, hey, hey, you got a minute? You know, that always throws me. Or, um. Uh, I'm, I'm brushing my teeth and I look up in the mirror and there's some guy looking back at me. He goes, Hey, 
hey, remember yesterday? You know, or something like that. And it's like, dude, seriously. You know, I... <laughs> yeah. It just, you know, it's just weird stuff like that that happens a lot. But I've, and I've gotten used to it for the most part. It's The thing that throws me sometimes is when um, the vibe, when the person's vibe is real different and I'm not used... It's like having a stranger... Yes. In the house, and um, it's like, okay, who who the hell are you? Who invited you? And who knows where they came from? You know, they just might have been bored, just saw the little light on and thought, hey, I'll stop by there for a second. I don't know, but for the most part, they don't really bother me too bad. They wake me up. They want to chat, but, you know, if I tell them to leave, they, they generally leave, but it's still just weird. It's a weird thing. It is. I have a rule, and my rule is don't bug me when I, I sleep, and I'm I'm pretty clear about it because I have some I have some spooks in my house and um I just they've never seemed to really want to not be here and they don't bother me and so my rule is just don't bug me when I sleep and don't that's bug a great me. rule yeah and don't bug my dogs that's it yeah <laughs> so yeah, I'm um, to have that rule too it didn't seem to stick yeah well I know sometimes uh, yeah so you you say on your website that you're not a medium, but you kind mm-hmm. of are. Well, I talked to some, you know, like, okay, so for me, a traditional medium, you know, is the person that talks to your dead relatives and your friends and all that kind of stuff. And it's not that I don't um, do that. From time to time, I will. You know, they'll show up and they'll want to chat about stuff. But I'm not really – mediums bore that crap out of me. They do because – you know, once you establish that there is this life after death and that there's spirit and, uh, you know, people, souls don't always leave right away. Once you establish that, there's really not much more to to do with all that. Yeah. Um, it's kind of boring, really. It's like, yeah, there's your dead red relative or there's Ralph or whatever. It's, 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 it's great to help people understand about that there is life after death and that there is stuff going on after you pass. I mean, it's really great for that, but everything else, it bores the crap out of me. So I don't, my stuff is about, you know, I'm a future guy. I don't, um, I don't, I, and mediums, you know, people love good mediums, you know, but I think they're stupid because it's just, I mean, they're not stupid. They're probably really smart, but it's just, that's not a, a part like when I decided I was going to do this stuff, that was not the area that I was thinking, yeah, this is what I want to do. Cause you yeah. know, they tend to take themselves a little seriously. Um, it's, it's a, it, it's a tiring job. It's really not that interesting. I don't think. Um, I mean, I shouldn't say that because people love mediums. They just no, love I hear, them. I, I do. I do hear what you're saying. So you have medium abilities, but it's not something that you prefer to do. No, it's just, it's just not. And, That's and the cool. mediums these days are different. You know, they ask a lot of questions. God, when I was a kid, yeah. if you, if a me, the mediums would never ask you questions. They would tell you, they would say, there's a guy in right here who died with a lung disease. I, I think his name is Bob. He wants to say, but, they, but they would never go, is there a guy here that has a friend named Frank, you know, blah, blah, blah. They, they would never yeah. ask questions. And so it's a different kind of thing now. It's, it's like a different mediums have a different, I don't know. It's a different deal. And, um, but you know, God, and it I've can met be some of them. And, like when they do that as well with the questions, it, it, it can be misinterpreted or possibly correctly interpreted as cold reading. Yeah. 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 And, um, 
but you know, it's great for the people that need that validation, you know, when they get, when they connect with somebody and, and somebody tells them about their friend or their, I mean, it really helps. It really helps with some of the healing process and breathing processes and stuff. So I think it's great, but, um, well, I, yeah, my sister, my sister, Nikki's a medium. She's great. She's, you know, pretty serious. Um, <laughs> you know, very, she cares, which is great. Um, and she's really good. You know, she's, she cares. So she wants to be good. So she really concentrates where I, you know, I would suck at it cause I wouldn't care. <laughs> right. Uh, well, just because I don't have the patience for it. It's like, you know, you just don't after if, if you've been doing it for a while, you get bored of little stuff like that. And so I don't know how, sure. you know, they, they have patience and they, you know, she's just, she's so sweet. You know, there, I know a lot of mediums that their egos have gotten way out of control. They, they think that mm-hmm. it's their abilities and not necessarily, you know, cause it, it was my understanding that we're just basically their tool. You know, we're just their mouthpiece. We just, we're, yeah. we're just told what to, you know, so it's really yeah. not us. It's not about us. It's just about, it's really about what the message is. And, and I noticed that there's some psychics or some mediums out there that are just like, they just, they're divas and they just think they're God's gift to this. And it's just, it's amazing to me that people are like that, especially in this day and age, because, you know, they don't get that. It's not about them. It's about the message and all that kind of stuff, but whatever. Absolutely. Um, yeah. We're radio receivers is kind of what I, I think I am. Yeah. I'm a radio yeah. receiver there. That doesn't take a lot of special skill. Well, no, it's, it's in our, our delivery. You know, it's, it's yeah. how we explain the information. I think that Absolutely. can be good, but you know, like I really believe in, uh, there's some people that I just can't do for whatever reason. And I know that other people can do them, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe I'm just not that I don't have the, the, sensitivity that they need or something or whatever. Sure. So I, I like to refer a lot of other psychics cause I, you know, for one thing, it kicks them off my back. And for another, it's, um, <laughs> it's helpful, you know, because they can do things, but there's a lot of psychics these days that are very weird about that. You know, they talk crap about other psychics and they, oh. they, they, you know, they, they, they're very protective of their clients and it's just, it's nutty, you know, it's nutty to me. It's not really what this whole thing was all about. You know, it's, it's really about, the information, not so much sure. who gives it. And, uh, and you know, they have these, these psychics that are like voted the best psychic here and best like that drives me nuts. It drives me nuts because every reading is, is for specifically for certain people. And, and one person could give you a great reading and another person could be a really good psychic and really suck. It's just that they're, they just don't have the information and it. It's so it's so it's such a personal thing that it drives me crazy that people are judged on whether they're really great or the best psychic. I mean, some of the some of the psychics that I've gone to that that I've liked the most were some of the people that really didn't have that much experience. They just flat out told me the information and I could decipher it the way I wanted to. And some of the worst ones were the people that have been around for so long and just thought they were, you know, God's gift to the world and. Yeah. So it's hard. It's, I don't know. Anyway, it's just getting, it's, it's a little nutty out there, but my whole thing is it's, it's an odd job. You know, it's an odd job. It's like, it's, I don't think anybody would really voluntarily want to have this job because it's, (laughs) it's, um, it's so, it's so hard. It really wears you out and you feel everybody and you, and people don't really appreciate it that much. I mean, they, you know, you're a psychic, so that's kind of a, an odd 
thing to be called. And it's, it's a hard job because you have to prove yourself every time you do a reading, you can't, you can't screw up. You have to, you have to be on, you can't take a day off. There's no dental, which yeah, sucks. that's um, true. The, the, there's not a lot. I mean, you have to, you have to grind the workout. You really have to work and, um, and people don't, people think it, it's easy. It's, I, I, I challenge anybody that doesn't have this ability to sit in front of somebody and tell them about their life. Tell them about what they feel in the morning. Tell them how they, what their hopes and dreams are, what's going to happen, what's, what's not going to happen, how they experience this and how they experience that. It's hard. It's a hard job. And you got to do it every day. And you have to be good every day. And if you don't, you suck, you know, and there's a thousand <laughs> people out there ready to just call you a fraud and call you yes. this and call you that. And it's like, screw you, dude. You try doing this. I mean, you try yeah, talking to these dead people. It's stressful. It I is. Agree. It's very stressful. I agree. I, mean, I actually do it every day. Yeah. I actually fought against this for many, many years. Um, Who wouldn't? Why yeah. Would you want it? Yeah. And so I, you know, and I had people saying to me, you know, you need to do something with this. And uh, yeah. yeah, well, you shut up and you do it because it's a, it's a drag <laughs> a job because you have to be you. There's not one time you can take a day off because the day that you suck, the day that that person tells everybody and their mother about it, you always have to be on. And it's a lot of pressure, you know, and yeah. the people that are coming to you that are paying you money, they want to know stuff. You know, they expect something from that. You can't and you can't fish. You can't go. So do you like ice cream or have you ever been in love? You can't do any of that stuff. There's like a thousand rules to this stupid job and you have to listen to every one of them. And then, uh, and if you do do a good job, the people are blown away and it's embarrassing because you know, it's really not from you. It's from spirit. Right. And it's like, for me, just getting through a reading where I don't suck, I'm relieved. It's not like I get, I get excited about, whether or not the information was great or not, that doesn't do anything for me. Just as long as I don't suck. That's yes. all. I just, yes. I don't want to suck. I get it. I don't I want am- them to go, are you kidding? Is that a reading? Holy crap. I want my money back. You know, that's the last thing I want to hear. Yeah. I, um, I approach every reading with great trepidation and, and people are always, yeah. people are always surprised to hear that. And I know people who can stand up and do like the gallery readings and stuff. Heck no, there's no way. There's no way I would do that. Well, that's you terrifying. can do it, but they're exhausting. They're, they're, it's just exhausting. It's like so much information coming from so many different kinds of people. Right. It's like, you know, there's no, there's no, you can connect, but not really on a deep level, you know, right. like when you do the one-on-one stuff, it's like, you're talking about heavy stuff, you know, yes. sex with your pets and stuff, you know, stuff that's heavy. And it's hard to, um, to do that in a gallery reading when you're having, it's always uh, surprised me because people people just think that, Oh no, just get, you know, it's okay if my friends are here or whatever, just go ahead and tell me what you got. But a lot of it's pretty deep stuff. And you don't want your friends to know the stuff that you know, because you know, your little spirit guys, they tell you all this stuff, man. They tell you heavy stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, so it, I think it's just, um, it, it's, it's a strange job and it's, it, you know, a lot of, a lot of psychics end up stroking out cause it's, because <laughs> it's you know they use a part of their brain that just a lot of people don't use all the time and you feel stuff all the time and um yeah. <clears throat> it's hard to shut it off sometimes when you um it, for me it's, it seems like it's always on and um so i i aspire to be shallow you know i aspire to just kind of keep things really light don't want to talk about 
like with my friends, I don't want to get into heavy stuff, but it seems like everybody always wants to talk about heavy things. And, um, you know, yeah. and, uh, it's just, it's a weird thing. And, you know, I notice a lot of psychics like solitude. They really like to just be alone so that mm-hmm. they don't have to deal with stuff. And, um, they're not the most social people in the world, even though when you go to a party, the people are just on you. You know, if you're a psychic, they just want to know everything. Um, and you have to tell them stories that you've told a thousand times before, and you have to sound enthusiastic. You can't sound cynical and you have to, you have to be into it. So a lot of times, you know, psychics don't do stuff like that. They just stay away. And a lot of them are heavy because they, they, they want to feel that grounded thing. And, um, so it's a weird life, man. It's a, it's a, it's a weird life. You have to, you have to fight a lot of stuff and people don't quite get all that. They just think they make it a joke, you know, like, Oh, you're psychic. Whatever. Yeah. 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 And it's like, shut up. <laughs> just take a walk in my shoes for a second. Hear what I hear going shopping. You know, you bump into somebody, you get all this information about them, you know, I mean, the, and that happens all the time. Yeah. And so it's, it's an odd, it's an odd thing. You know, I, I, I miss those days of ignorance where I didn't know anything about this stuff and where I didn't believe in this stuff. I, those days were great. You didn't have to, you know, you can make fun of people like us and you could, oh yeah, like, so whatever. And I miss those days sometimes, the simplicity of those days, but. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. You know, I think it really that, is. It really I think is. that yeah. a lot about a lot of things, not just the psychic thing, but about a lot of things. I think man, it must be so nice to just walk around and not know anything. <laughs> it is. I mean, think about it. Wasn't that nice? Just, I mean, for that five minutes where you could just didn't, you know, where it was important how much money you had. That was the main thing or, or what car you drive, drove yeah. or the job that you had. That's, that's who yeah. you were, you know. What a great way to live, you know. I, I, I miss that. <laughs> well, I find that there are things that I can do that bring back that simplicity to some extent, um, not to like what it probably once was, but do you have practices or things that you do that help to take you out of this constant stream of information and sort of take you back to that simpler time? <laughs> the thing that I do is mostly physical. Like if I do something physical where I don't have yeah. to think if I'm playing basketball, if I'm doing this or I'm doing that or um, if I'm just being physical, then it's just like my head, even mowing the lawn or, or snow blowing or anything, just anything where I'm just doing something physical seems to help me. Um, cause then I'm not thinking, I mean, I'm thinking, but I'm not thinking about, right. you know, whether so-and-so should date Bob and, and is Bob having an affair <laughs> with, with Bill and, you know, all these things. You just... <clears throat> so I have a question, um, um, for you, Michael, and I'm just wondering, this really, I mean, it sounds exhausting to be, to be psychic and to have to quote unquote, you know, perform all the time. Yeah. And why do you do it still after so many years? Is there something that keeps you doing this job, you know, all these years later? Yeah. Well, you know, I try, I've tried all sorts of different things. I, I've tried all different kinds of, I was, uh, God, I tried all sorts of stuff um, from, construction work, you know, drywall, sheetrock, you know, just construction stuff mm-hmm. to, uh, I was in chef school, you know, for a couple of years. I was, I just, oh, um, wow. I tried all sorts of different things. My only problem is, is that with me, it, they don't shut up. If I, when I was a chef, um, I would, I would, you know, somebody would order, I would get all this information on the person that ordered about their job, about an opportunity that was going to come up for them in another 
place. And if they could just keep their mind, I mean, open to this opportunity, blah, blah, blah. So I get all this information about them and I, it, it, the cooking became sort of secondary. Wow. Uh, when, um, when I was a, a, a chemical dependency counselor for a while, when, when, I, when a person would come in, they would give me their spiel, but they, their spirit guides were telling me the whole other story about really what's going on. And so I would not listen to what they were saying and get to what those little spirit guides were saying, but they didn't hear the spirit guide saying the stuff. So they would freak out, you know, they would mm-hmm. freak out. Like, how did you know about my uncle and what, who are you? And where, you know, it didn't always work out that great. Um, okay. Or, um, okay. So there was a time there where I, um, I thought I was just this big, I was in my twenties and I was doing celebs and, um, I was doing this and I was getting my name on, on magazines and, and I just thought I was the bomb because I was young, you know, and I, and I was stupid. And, um, and I was doing a radio show, a local radio show that yeah, was a pretty big uh, station for this area. And, and, uh, the, the guy said, Hey, can you give me a reading? And, and I said, yeah, of course I can, you know, I'm Michael uh-huh. Dean, you know? So, and so I started giving this guy a reading and everything I said was off. It was just off. I, I said, well, you know, you're having some trouble at work, um, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, well, geez, actually, I, I just got the employment uh, employee of the year, but uh, <laughs> how, about, how about my kid? And, um, <laughs> so I said, well, your daughter seemed to be okay, but I, you know, he goes, well, I don't have daughters. I have sons, but I said, oh, sorry. Um, well, <clears throat> I think they're going to be okay in school. Well, no. I mean, everything I said was completely uh, the opposite of what was going on. I mean, I sucked so bad and I sucked in such a big way because I was, you know, on the radio doing it live. And this guy hands me a $20 bill after we're done. <laughs> and he goes, here, you're going to need this. And he was right. I, uh, I, I'm gonna, I, I was just like stunned because I couldn't, because the same voices that were telling me, you know, the stuff before was telling me all this stuff. And my, my, one of my instructors, this is a lot, like I said, a long time ago, um, one of my teachers, her name was Bertie. Um, she happened to be listening was of course. And so she calls me up and says, you know, they had to bring you down some notches because you're just, your ego was so out of whack. I was going to say that was all about your ego. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Yeah. and I said, so what the f*** am I supposed to, excuse me, I shouldn't say, yeah, what am I right. going to do now? Um, <laughs> and she goes, well, you're just going to have to wait until it comes back, cause if it does come back, because you were, you were out of control. And I'm like, well, thanks for the heads up, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I started, I didn't know what to do, because I was booked up for like a year, you know. And I'm, so I'm calling everybody going, and they, a lot of them heard me, so they're like, yeah, we're, it's okay. We don't really need a reading anyway. Um, but I, worked, I ended up working at Best Buy. And I'm working there for like a year and I felt so stupid because I, I couldn't pick up, I couldn't pick up on anything, nothing. And then one day, um, and I'm thinking, well, I'm going to have to, you know, have a future in, in appliances or something. (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do. And, um, and then a lady comes in and she's asking me about some refrigerator and, all of a sudden, all this information just came pouring out of me about her husband who was having an affair with her secretary. I mean, oh. I didn't tell her that right away. I just said, uh, well, your husband might like it. But, and I tried to I- incorporate it in the conversation. Anyway, we ended up having this conversation because I said something, I don't know, and she started crying. And, and oh. uh, long story short, all my stuff came back. And then I quit the next day. But um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have known what I was going to do, even though I hated it. 
when I didn't have, it was like a year I didn't have it. And, um, it, it was weird. It was like having a part of my head shut off. Like it, like wow. now I have, I live in stereo and it was like, I was in mono. I, mm-hmm. I couldn't hear things about people. I couldn't, you know, normally I'd walk up to somebody, I'd get a certain feeling about them. I couldn't get, I couldn't get anything at anybody. And, uh, if somebody was nice to me, I just assumed that they were nice. Or if they were mean, I just thought they were jerks or I couldn't, I couldn't make my own. I couldn't, I had no source of information. So I think that's why I'm so freaked out about like, if somebody says something about they liked the reading or I thought they thought it was great or something, I like, I get really worried about that. Or if people start uh, thinking that I'm, I'm better than what I really am. I, mm-hmm. I remember that very, and that was a long time ago, but I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Has it ever happened since then? Where it just cut no, off? Thank Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think do you think that so some people think that everybody is psychic at some level, even the smallest of levels. Well and, you gotta be. Yeah, I would think so. Okay. Do you think that some people though, like like you, um are so psychic because of something? What what makes you so psychic as opposed to me who I'm not 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 psychic or Whatever. Well, you know the crucifixion where they, where they were nailing Jesus? I think I was one of the guys that handed one of the nails to the, one of the guys that was pounding him. I think my <laughs> karma was so bad that just said, you know, Aww. we're going to make you a psychic. Honest to God. I think it's like one of the lower jobs that you can get. Really? It's okay. Like, it's just a terrible job. I mean, I, I, in my way of thinking. <laughs> so for so, me, I, I have no clue. I think it's... Um, I. I I don't know. I, you know, my, it's, it's in my family. Uh, my mother had it. My, well, mm-hmm. my sisters have it. Um, I, my mother's mother okay. had it. It's it, it just, and it was I, for as long as I can remember, ever since I was a kid, I can remember um, having premonitions about things, even as I, even when I was like three and four um, and five, just knowing certain things were going to happen. And mm-hmm. I thought everybody, was like that or I could see auras around people when I was as far as I can remember when I was a kid I mean I, I would try to describe wow. them to people okay but, it, but I thought that was really normal I honestly god I thought everybody had that and so I you know I never would have thought that I was still going to be talking to dead people in now in my life I thought I would have grown out of it like you know you grow out of your shoes and stuff I thought I was going to grow out of this whole third eye thing and and figure it out and I'm still doing it. I'm, I, I'm amazed. And, um, and I don't, so I don't know why I, mm-hmm. I, I, sometimes it feels like I'm being punished and sometimes it feels like, um, I, I should be grateful for what I have, you know? So I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I know that, um, <clears throat> like, you know, some people say that, like you say, everybody has some sort of ability. I think even these jocks, these guys that don't believe any of that stuff, I think, when they have an intuition about how to play at a certain level, what, what moves to, they call it instinct, but it's like, how do they know that? How, mm-hmm. what, who is telling them to move here, do this, hit, the, yeah. hit it there, hit it there. I mean, how, how are they getting all that? Where are they getting that information? What makes them different from somebody else who has the same set skills, but doesn't seem to listen to that intuition that tells them to, to cut to that hole or to go to this way or go that way. I mean, I think that there's that, in, that psychic stuff happens to everybody. 
in business. You know, they get a just they have the the mindset. I, I think I should make this deal, or I shouldn't make that deal, or I should talk to that person, or I shouldn't talk to this person. Where are they getting that information? I mean, if it's coming from someplace and right. some of it's learned, but some of it's like they say, instinct, um, mm-hmm. the woman's intuition thing. I, what's that? Or, or they just had a feel for something or they just, they had a, a sense of, I mean, that, that's the same thing as what I do, except I just do it in a bigger scale and a, in, you know, in a louder way. I mean, these people do it, they live it their whole life. And people go, well, if, you know, why isn't more psychics winning the lottery? Who wins the lottery? How do you, how do you know that they're not using their psychic abilities to, to win the lottery? How do you know that they're not listening to that voice that's saying, pick these numbers? You know, something told them to pick those numbers. Right. So maybe, you know, maybe they are getting that information. Maybe it's not that unusual to use these instincts that but people get so freaked out by it or yeah. somebody a long time ago said, no, this is evil. And they wanted more control over them. So they said it's a bad thing, but maybe we all have it. Maybe we all use it every day. And yeah. it's not that weird. It's just that what we do is just in a bigger scale, you know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. I think that's true. My husband um, who claims he has not a psychic bone in his body, that man has the most uncanny sense of direction of anybody I've ever met. And I have zero sense of direction. So to me, it's like, oh, it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. He can get any, he can be anywhere and drive anywhere without a map, without, uh, you know, he gets mad. He gets mad at Waze because he thinks Waze is telling him the wrong way to go. (laughs) Um, So, so, and and so. That's a cool thing to have. Yeah, but I think that's his, that's the way that he relates psychically to the world. And to me, it's well, like, this, thing to have. yeah, yeah I, to me, I, it's I, like I, this awesome thing because I can't do it. I get lost in my bedroom and <laughs> right. I know. Uh, <laughs> or finding stuff, you know, I lose my keys every 20 minutes. Oh, me too. You know, people are calling me, calling me, asking me, Hey, could you pick up where, where I left my dog? I said, no, I, I, I try to find my front door. I, you know, I get that. I lose my keys all the time. Yeah. And people go, oh, some psychic you are. It's like, shut up. Oh, I'm not right. a finding key psychic, you know? <laughs> it is not because in my CV. It's, it's not. And there's, but everybody has kind of different like talents. Like yeah. some people are really good with past life stuff. I couldn't, I wouldn't. I mean, I could maybe, you know, sometimes, sometimes if it's relevant, They'll tell me stuff, but I don't really care. And or some people are really good with, um, you know, talking to pets, you know, or or yeah. or um, or you know, just all sorts of different things. They're finding bodies or whatever. And you know, I I, I I'm not good at stuff like that. Um, yeah. Partially because I don't care, but partially too because I it's not interesting to me. Yeah, but. The future is interesting just because it's it's one way I can prove to myself whether I'm really psychic or, or if I'm just not. Um, like in past life stuff, I can't really prove it. I mean, I can kind right. of not really, but the future stuff I can kind of say, see, I must have something because this happened or that happened. Um, right. Or not me, but I mean, they must be right about this or that. Sure. How do you get your information? How does it, uh, what, what clairs are you or what, what is your primary source? Do you just know stuff? Uh, I Google. Oh, no, yeah. um, so, <laughs> so I, so when I do it, um, I, um, <clears throat> well, first of all, like I say, I'm a future kind of a guy and yeah. 
So eight out of the 10 people that call me, I can't do them. I, I, can't, I mean, I can do them, but I can't really do them because I, I charge, you know, I charge a lot of, I charge like 300 bucks for a reading and right. not for an hour, but for a reading. And I can't really, I know from their first name, from their guides will show up right away and say, yeah, there's opportunities coming up for so-and-so, but they're probably not going to take them because of this reason or that reason or this reason already. And I've learned through the years that if I do people that I know aren't going to do those things, that it's kind of, it's like I'm taking money from them when I know they're not going, they're not going to get it. I mean, the opportunities will come, but they're not going to take advantage of them. And so that's why most of the people that I do are in the entertainment field, not because it's, cool job because that's really not it's kind of sucky because you talk to people that you love watching on stage or, or movies or whatever and then you talk to them and you want to wash your phone afterwards you know because they're not the greatest people not all of them. some of them are but the reason they work for me is because i know that if an opportunity is coming down the line they're going to take it because they tend to be a little narcissistic some of them and they got to have opportunities that's that's how they live and so for me, it's a good fit because I know that if I see something coming, they're probably going to take it in relationships or job or, or different people that they work with and all that kind of stuff. So it works. But most of the time when normal people, just your average Joe's call, I, I can't do them because I know they're not going to take the opportunities and everybody gets opportunities. Right. They, so they're always coming, but not everybody takes advantage of them. So you mentioned, you mentioned working with celebrities. What can you tell us? I'm sure you can't tell us a lot, but what can you tell us about some of the celebrities you've worked with? Uh, the most, the, the more successful, the more normal they are, the, the more, um, humble, the, the people that are in the A list, mm-hmm. uh, are tend to be the easiest ones to work with. The people in the B, C and D list are the hardest ones to work with, um, the people that um, uh, that it's um, that most oh god uh, okay so most of most of the time when I do when I work with them um, it's for a different variety of different reasons and sometimes I work with them on retainer. Um, so I'll work, I'll talk to them every day or I'll talk to them every other day. And it's because they're working on a film or they're working on some sort of project where they're having issues or they want to know whether they're going to work well with the writer or the director or their co-stars. Um, a lot of times they're having a relationship while they're filming or doing their series with somebody and, and then, then it wraps and, uh, they're having difficulty making a transition to their other life after that, or, um, they, there's a lot of substance abuse and there's a lot of different things that go on with, with a lot of celebs that they have a difficult time um, staying grounded. And so talking about all that stuff, but it's mostly around the relationships and, and the work stuff, the people that are coming up. Um, but I found that the people that are the most successful are the easiest to wow. work with, the, the, the kindest and the, the most real. Oh, that's um, the, a little unexpected. Yeah, and but you can always tell. You can always tell okay. when they're because they have this this certain uh, they have a certain vibe to them. Um, the people that are desperate and freaked out, they're they're tough, man. They're they're tough to to talk to. You have to kind of. There's some people that if I am too positive, they get upset. 
if I see, if I'm more optimistic about what's coming up, they get upset. They like oh. to be yelled at. They like to be to told, oh. you know, you keep screwing up like this, your your whole life's going to go to hell, blah, blah, blah. They, and so sometimes it works because I tend to be really blunt with people. And but there's been like, there's this one guy that he was having, I could tell that he was going to go through this really rough patch coming up and his life was going to be, he was, he may not get through it. It was going to be pretty bad. And so his dads were yelling at me, stay positive, just keep staying positive with this guy. Cause it's going to be, it's going to be tough coming up. So I took that approach. And, and then afterwards he was like, yeah, that was, that was great. That was just great. And I said, what, 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 what doesn't feel like? He goes, dude, if I wanted a fortune cookie, I would have gone to the Chinese restaurant or something like that. And he starts yelling at me. And so I, I said, shut up. Fine. Here's the deal. And I, and I told him flat out what was going on. And, and I took the opposite approach of what their his little spirit guys wanted me to say. And I, I was just blunt. And I told him he was going to screw up and he was probably going to ruin his life. And he should probably kill himself now because there's really no point of going forward if he's going to wreck everybody else's life and blah, blah. I was, you know, I was a little pissed off when he, when I did it, but he loved it. He wouldn't leave me. He kept calling. He wouldn't leave me alone for like two months. Every day he was calling me up. Oh, give me more. Tell me some more. And it was like, Ew, you know, it's like you, the guy just wanted me to beat him up every day. He needed wow. it to stay hungry, I guess, huh? I guess, I guess so. But um, wow, and that that happens. Um, a lot of times, the stuff that you read in the rags are actually kind of true. You really? Know, not, yeah, it, it's surprising me. It's I, when I read some of the stuff, like, how in the hell did they figure that out? You know, because some of the um, the people I've talked to will, will just be will just be dealing with some of the stuff that's in the the, the magazine the rags. I'm always amazed. I mean, that's something that's stupid. Like Jennifer Aniston, I I don't see Pat, um, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston getting back together. I just don't. That's Aww. never going to happen. But Aww. a lot of other stuff, <laughs> and, and, and you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that is true that it does happen, and it's not because those guys aren't. I mean, they're both really good people that it's, that's not bad. They're just friends, you know, but I mean, right. stuff like that gets a little nutty, but there's a lot of stuff that's true about people um, that uh, it always surprises me. And it's a very small town and everybody seems to know everybody. And there seems to be this kind of mutual respect for um, the other actors. And they want to know when I'm talking to somebody, <laughs> They want to know as much gossip about somebody in their field as like somebody that's not in the field. Oh, you how know? funny! <laughs> yeah. Usually, so I don't, don't get, I don't give a crap about that stuff. So that's interesting. <laughs> right, right. But they'll ask me. So you know, so and so. Okay, so tell me what you know. Blah, blah blah. And they want to know everything. You know, and it's funny because even though it's a small town, everybody knows everybody. They really love, really love that stuff because a lot of them don't. Um, read the rags because they don't want to hear what um, you know what people are saying or, or whatever opinions. Right. Um, but the, you know, it's 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 surprising what um, what it's, it's surprising in that in that world just how um, a lot of people are very much close to the characters that they play really? in real life. Yeah, and then some of them are, um, yeah, but... Um, like Jack Nicholson, then, always playing Jack Nicholson, for instance. Right, you know, I've never talked to, I've never talked to Jack Nicholson. But he sure seems um, to play himself in everything. 
yeah, and you yeah. know, people love them. People yeah. really like them, and yeah. I think that they. Um, I, I've never heard anything bad. There's, you know, been a lot of stuff that I've heard bad about this person or that person, but um, some some of these people, um, like Patrick Swayze, was the guy that you saw. That guy was exactly who you think he was. He was mm. as good of a guy as you could ever want to meet oh, anybody. That's I mean, sad. He was I love the him. kind of guy that. Oh, he was amazing. That guy was yeah. like one of the best people I've ever met, and cool. was um, g- genuinely a good guy, like a really good guy. You know, struggled with life was hard. It was it was good and bad, and, but he, he is a good guy. And there's a lot of people like that. Yeah, that some some of that stuff you can't fake you know you can just tell and the people that you've just kind of have that sense like they're good people yes. those are the people that, that are good and then there's the people that you know are jerks but you yeah. don't want to believe that they are they are they really are <laughs> good to know so I promised myself I wasn't going to ask you this but it just popped into my head so I'm going to so you're a future guy do you know what's a future guy. do you know what's going to happen in this next presidential election Oh my God. Okay. No, I should tell you too, that my little filter, you know, we all have our own little filters and I'm, I'm not a big Trump guy. I'm, I, I, for a few reasons. One, as a psychic, changed the attitude in, in the people that I deal with on a daily basis. There's a sense of more anger and resentments and hatred and all that kind of stuff is up. And I can feel all that stuff. Yeah. I feel it all the time. Yeah, and so it's it's affected my life. You know, people are like, well, oh, it doesn't really affect people. Like, it does. It affects my life because people are feeling more and more um, dark. They just feel dark. And yes, so I'm, I not agree. A big, I'm not a big fan. And um, and I want I don't want the darkness to keep winning, but it seems like it's winning a lot. Mm-hmm. The good thing about it is that it's forcing people to um, fight fight that darkness. I'm I've been. People that I didn't—I never had a thought in a million years of how racist some of the people I've known in my life. That, that racism is just coming out of people, and it's like mm-hmm. it's, it's really—I'm seeing things that I never saw before in people, yeah. friends, people that I've known. Yeah. It's, it's blowing me away. It's not necessarily a, a good thing, but I'm also seeing character in people that I never thought was there. Of their strength, their their sense of maturity inside, their sense sense of understanding. It's like, it's kind of showing a lot of different things to people. It's putting out a whole bunch of different things. People's fears, you know, what they're, what they're hanging on to, what they're afraid of. Um, and it's been a really interesting experience. I, I don't, I, I got it. I was doing, I was speaking. <laughs> this is before the election. And, um, and I was like, it's a big room. It was a big, big room. And somebody asked, so who's going to win Hillary or, or Trump? And, and they said, um, my little guys were going, Trump's going to win. And I'm, and I'm having an argument. Yeah. And I'm having this argument going, no, Trump can't win. Trump can't win. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. No, he's not going to win. No, no, no. And, but I'm saying this in the microphone and everyone's going, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. And I was like, no, uh, I, that's not what I meant. I meant yeah. And then I said, I'm not going to say that. And, but I told everybody basically, no, he's not going to win. He's not going to win. I was arguing with myself. It wasn't, anyway, I sounded terrible. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I guess my uh, roundabout answer is I don't know. I'm too emotionally attached because it's affected too many people that I know. And, I get that. And every day, every day it's something. It's not just 
it, it's not about Republican or Democrat anymore. This is like a whole different deal. And it is. Um, it's about it's about uh, polarity. It's about people. I I don't know. I think it's about darkness and light. And um, it I don't, seems to be. It I don't necessarily yeah. think that one side is dark and one side is light. I think that it's about the dark and light in each person. I've always referred to it as kind of the pushback of of the old dark heavy energy as we try to move into new energy. But then I'm a little more woo than you probably. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that makes sense though. Yeah, I mean it. It makes sense. It's just. I don't know that um, I'm a cynic too. I, I find myself being more cynical than I have been in the past, and I don't know that how it's going to change. I'm starting to I'm starting to lose hope in people in some ways. Um, oh, where I'm hoping that they're going to. I know, but that's just me. That's just myself. Just that, it doesn't mean that I'm that it's actually going to happen. I just no, no. I know. I I meant that's I just too bad for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. But um, I'm not, I I haven't like too wrinkly and too bad so far but um you know i'm getting there i'm not you know i'm not ready to throw people off the porch but i'm getting a little pissed off that people aren't stopping you know and going hey 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 stop enough enough you know that kind of freaks me out a little bit yeah it's hard to um, be in a positive space when there's so many people in a negative space for sure i'm a love of jesus what's that (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. Yeah, I, I just it's, the whole thing just drives me crazy. Yeah. Um, well, I don't normally talk about politics on the show, but I just wanted to sort of get your take on it. Uh, my take is that we we'll probably have four more years, um, and we can we can. Yeah, do, I kind of get that. Yeah. Yeah, and we can do with it what we will. Um, but it's up to us how that four years comes out. So. That's kind yeah, of, that's kind of my take on it. <laughs> so, always yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I, you know, I wouldn't, I, 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 I can't argue that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, let's let's move this along. So uh, we have a few minutes. We have like about ten minutes left because we got started a little late. Um, so ghost busting. Yeah. Let's talk about it. So um, you you call it ghost busting. So I assume that that means that you do uh, what what I call spirit resolution. Yet, you, which usually winds up in long, long counseling sessions before they're ready to move on. Is that kind of what you do? Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's a pain uh, butt job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really just about like you say. Just it's a counseling session. You know. It's just um, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it's, um, but in the beginning, usually, um, there's more dramatics. Um, uh, God, what can I tell you about? I, I, you know, I was sitting there trying to figure out how many I've done. I can't even, uh, it's gotta be over. <laughs> I do have exorcisms too. Um, uh, um, Um, but okay, so I don't. I, I, now I don't do like the normal jobs where the you know if there's okay. So I get into the ghostbusting. The first in my little world, there's three parts to a ghostbusting. There's the story, 
where you have to walk in and you have to listen to the person tell about what's been going on. This is my least favorite part of the thing because you have to act like you've never heard this stuff before. Like it's really interesting. And, um, and, and because this is probably the first time that the person's able to say something to somebody without them feeling crazy. So it's important that you make them feel comfortable. So I usually bring somebody along that's really, good with the story. I'm not good with the story because I roll my eyes so much. You think my retina is going to detach just because <laughs> it's like, I don't, I just, I've heard it a thousand times. I get what they're trying to say. I just want to go in and get the thing, whatever's in there, if there is anything out, clean the place up and get out of there. Right. Um, but you have to listen to the story. Yeah. And the second part for me is to go through the house, go through the place, find out what's going on, if there's anything there, how strong it is, what what the issues are. And then the last thing is the actual getting rid of the thing, which, like you say, is like a, um, a, a counseling session. And I usually go to the place where it's the worst because I find that if there's a strong spirit or a couple of spirits that are there at, and then you get some followers that show up just because they're curious that if you get rid of the main ones, then the other ones will just follow. It's pretty easy after that, but there's usually an issue as to why. And 90% of the ghost blessings that I do are places where they're doing some remodeling and the spirits that were there who didn't really give her up up until that point got get pissed off because they're remodeling and they don't, they don't like the new changes or whatever. It's just, so it's, it's mostly structural stuff. So they'll start moving stuff. They'll start throwing stuff. Now I'll do jobs where um, the uh, I only go if if there's been a couple ghost busting people there and it didn't work or they they made things worse or if a priest has left or ran out of the house or something like that then wow. I'll do it just because um, I I I I don't. I don't charge. I should charge. I know I keep hearing about it. I don't want to hear about it, but I should charge, but I do take, uh, donations. Um, and some of these people that go in, they charge a lot of money and then they don't get rid of the the thing. And that kind of bothers me because it makes us all look really stupid and it makes us look like Connor. So part of it's because I feel guilty. And part of it's because, um, I just, I don't want people to, I know what it was like to, to feel afraid in your own home. I hate it. It's a terrible thing. And, yeah. um, so I don't, for whatever reason, uh, yeah, I don't charge, but, um, so, um, when I go in, usually the place is already pretty agitated and, um, and there's a lot of frustration in the air. So I, I have to defuse all that. I have to find out why, um, the person was there, uh, talk to them, and if if I can't get them to go to the light, I actually help have some people, relatives of theirs, come from the other side to help them cross over. You know, the whole thing is to get them to cross over. Sometimes, and this is just if I'm being really lazy, and there's a ton of spirits, I'll just kick them out of the house, and I won't allow them to come back. It's like you you don't have to go home, but you just can't stay here, kind of thing. And that's not the best thing to do because you're supposed to, you know, ethically, you're supposed to get them to go to the other side. But sometimes I'm lazy, and I. I just don't want to deal with them all. So I just kick them out and, and then I protect the place. But most of the time, um, I, I get them to just go to the lights, um, help them cross over. And then I'll go through the whole, using the sage and the sweet grass stuff that I get from my native American friends who bless it and, um, and, uh, help, you know, then, then I clean it all up. But it's really, like you said, just, um, 
identifying the, the, the ghost and finding out why they're there and then talking to them and, and explain to them about that. They, you know, they have no more rights here left and they have to go and they have to cross over and why are they afraid and why aren't they doing it? And blah, blah, blah. It's a pain. It's not very glamorous. So um, do you f- usually, are they just angry spirits or who's usually some there? Some of them are really bored. Some of them are, <laughs> some of them are angry about the remodeling or, or something okay. that's going on in the house. Some of them are just dark spirits that are just looking for attention. Some of them are, mm-hmm. are bored. Um, and so they're just, they're doing stuff and it's escalated. It's gotten worse. Um, you know, things are flying around or the walls are bleeding or the, you know, the things are, you know, things are getting out of control a little bit. Um, it's just because they're, they're allowed, they're, they're given that, that attention or energy. And, um, uh, it's just, you know, sometimes it's, um, it's unexplainable why they're all of a sudden just there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's really obvious why they're there. Um, you know, the people are, they have natural psychic abilities and the the spirits are just drawn to it or they, or the spirits lived in the house or they were murdered in the house or they, they died in the house or whatever. Um, all sorts of reasons. Yeah. There's all sorts of reasons. And, um, I, you know, I don't, um, I don't, I, I dread them. I, for one thing, I can't stand the smell of, of sage. It makes me sick. I've, I've burnt so much of it that I have like a bad reaction to it. I want to kill when oh. I smell it. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think it smells like pot. Yeah, it does smell like pot. And, yeah. and your, you know, if it's really a bad drop, your, sm- your clothes smell just like pot and your yes. eyes get all watery and red. So I get pulled over yes. your, stones over your brain. And um, one time I went on a job interview after I did a ghost when I was a kid and they they thought I was stoned. They got really mad and said, you know, you can't show up here stone like this. And I said, what are you talking about? I don't, I don't be drunk. Um, and, you know, it, it just got eh, a happiness that, uh, and you get really hungry afterwards and, and I get tired. I just get, I just want to sleep. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's not the greatest thing in the world, but, um, it makes you good when it's done. Yeah. So before we wrap up, what what would you tell our listeners is the most important thing that they need to know about your work? You know what's funny thing about so the reason I wrote the second book, I wrote the second book called I think it's a psychic, like I'm not sure. It was supposed to be ten reasons why not to go to a psychic, but the I'm sure <laughs> they didn't like it. Um, so it's like a psychic. And um the thing that I find out to be true is that spirit does talk to people, whether you're psychic or not. They do. They, they, they really want to talk to you. They really want to help. They really want to give you some answers. And you can, you can literally ask them. And it may take a little while, but that be, the funny thing is, if you start communicating or start talking or asking for some help, um, eventually it starts to come. And it comes in all sorts of different weird ways. And it's not, it's not because we're psychic that my family's had all these experiences. I think we just were taught that you could access these things. And um, <clears throat> I know a lot of people can access help from their guides and um, because it's right there. It's not, you know, it's not because, uh, you know, psychics are chosen. So we get to have the answers. It's not like that at all. We just, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. They, they, they will tell you, they will. 
and um, it does open up some doors. So you you got to have a little awareness of your life will change if you, if you start going down that route. But sure. you can ask, you know, that it's all right there. And it's not, it doesn't have to be scary. It can be just right in your fingertips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to trust your intuition, because God, that's it's so much better than any psyche. If you trust your intuition, it, right. it, they can do things for you. They can really do all sorts of stuff. So can you tell us, we do this at the end of every show, can you tell us one or more intentional practices that you do every day? Or regularly. It doesn't have to be every day. <laughs> right. Good point. Practices, you mean like... Do you, um, have, any, do you have any practices that you engage in um, just with intention, like you mentioned, for instance, physical movement for you as a way to just quiet it all down, which it is for me as well. So any, anything like that, something that you do that, to help you live with some intention in your life. Well, you know, nowadays, my, I've gotten so used to um, talking with spirit that they pretty much run the ship. I mean, they, so I don't have to second guess things too much, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so if I think about who, um, who, who I'm going to talk to, who I'm going to call back, they'll tell me who, who needs uh, immediate response, secondary response, and who I can wait for a week to call back. Um, <laughs> They will tell me what my body will is better for my body to eat that day, um, as opposed to what I think I want to eat. Um, well, tell that's me, kind um, of a bummer. It, it is, but, but it's, it's really a bummer when I don't pay attention and I'm like, screw that, I'm gonna have a piece, you know, a chocolate cake at three in the morning, which yeah. is what I'd love to do. Um, yeah, that, that's usually out after you turn about 40, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I don't always listen to that. I mean, it's like, screw that, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, but so I've, I've learned how to, I'm learning, I'm, I'm learning how to listen to that more. Um, not fight that instinct. Not fight my little, my little voices inside. Right. And, you know, the kill my, your mother voices, those are bad. But I mean, the, um, you know, do this, try right. this, call this person. Um, because there's, you know, you know, as a psychic, you know, it's like that you deal with a lot of people that have passed and yeah. they have a lot of regret and they would have yeah. done things differently if they would have been able to stay a little longer. And yeah. one of the things that they regret is not reaching people more, not telling them how much they appreciate them more, not yeah. letting them know that they, they love them, you know, stuff like that. Because once you're gone, it's done, you know, that the game's over. And so that's one thing I practice a lot is, is, you know, I'll think of somebody and instead of just letting it slide, I will call that person or text that person and let them know that I'm thinking about them or that I, that I love them or that this or that, or just a something, some kind of message to let them know that I, I care. Um, because I'm so aware of, of the regrets that people have when they're, when they're gone. Mm-hmm. Or the regrets um, that people have when someone they love is gone. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I know. And what they didn't, yeah, what they didn't say and what they didn't do. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that happens a lot. Because, you oh. know, we're dealing with, I'm dealing with dead people all the time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. So our final question for you is what we like to call shameless self-promotion corner here. I know you oh have a couple God, of books. Oh, my God. I suck at this. Uh, you have a couple yeah, of books. A, you have, have a, a website. And so just however our listeners can 
find you, read about you, that type of thing? Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so I, yeah, I have one book. Um, what the hell's the name of it? Uh, oh, go, oh, you know what? That's another thing, too, is I wrote this book, Growing Up Psychic, uh, From Skeptic to Believer. And then another oh, um, psychic wrote a book and named it the same thing, like two years later. Yeah. So whenever anybody looked it up, my book, they saw his book and this guy knew me. I mean, he knows, he knows my sister. He knows, he knew everything. And he, I heard through the grapevine that, you know, he didn't think I was a big enough psychic to, you know, it mattered, you know, he didn't care. And that's what I'm talking about. These egos. Anyway, I have one book called growing up psychic, not by some other guy, but by me, Michael <laughs> Bodine. And, um, and then this other book is, Psychic, yeah, Psychic's like, that's just not the right title. It should have been Seven Reasons Why Not to Get a Reading. But, um, yeah, Psychic's Life. Okay. And, you know, uh, and then my stupid website, michaelbodine.com. Okay. Very good. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's been a lot of fun talking to you. Um, I actually, well, yeah, thanks I, for calling. Yeah, I dig your energy, and you have a really, a really different outlook from a lot of people that I talk to who are psychics. Cheryl said, well, why do you do this? And all I could hear in my head as you were talking is because I didn't have a choice. So. Exactly. You think you want to talk to dead people? No. <laughs> Nobody, when they get up at sixth grade, goes, yeah, I want to be a nurse. I want to talk to dead people. Nobody yeah. does that. I yeah. totally get it. All right. So, um, yeah. guys, this is Michael Bodine we've been talking to. If you like what he has to say, Check out his website, michaelbodine.com, and his books. If you enter his name into the, the Google of Amazon, the Amazon search bar, uh, you can find his books. And I would recommend I used to be, that. I, it used to be up there, but now because, you know, whatever. You got knocked down a little bit. I get it. I, have I books, did. I have books on <laughs> Amazon. You know, I have books that other people have the same title as me. Yeah. You do? Really? Yeah, Sure. Didn't yeah. that just bug you? Didn't you nah. go? God, it bugged the crap out of me. I figure, I figure the people who are supposed to, I figure the people who are supposed to find my books will find them anyway. So. Yeah, I suppose, but still, oh my I, god. Yeah, I hear you. All right, so uh, thank you guys, everybody, for listening. We have uh, Cheryl and I actually have like a ton of people lined up, but I don't have the list in front of me. So guess what? Two weeks from now. <laughs> It's going to be another surprise because I didn't prepare because I was preparing to teach a class tomorrow instead. Um, Okay, so thank you, Michael. Thank you, Cheryl. And thank you for everyone for listening. Yeah, thank you, Michael. Thank you. Bye.